everyone and welcome back to the Bolton Fan TV podcast. Uh, today is a very interesting one. It is I mean, not necessarily relevant anymore, but I kind of just wanted to give my opinion on it because it is a, it, it, it's a big thing, which is probably inevitable. And I'm joined by a fellow Bolton fan and hopefully a co-host whenever he decides, Tyler, and also a Man United fan, uh, Lee. This is where you say hello. 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 So, I mean, these two didn't really get the full picture of what Project Big Picture is. Um, but yeah, I've briefed them on it. They understand it, hopefully. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll start with Tyler. I know you've not had a lot of time to process the information, but... Yeah, I know. What are your opinions on it? I think it's bad for the um, relegated sides not getting the most, getting like least amount of transfer fees. I think everyone should get the same amount of transfer fees as every other club to make it fair for transfers. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, especially for like a club like Bolton, how we were discussing before we started. Um, for a club like Bolton that's almost been bankrupt, we've struggled for money for years. And it, it it would be nice to to have the money, but it's like have like people like the Glazers and I don't know whoever owns Liverpool to have a, a, a grasp on our club is kind of it's a frightening thought realistically. Um, but I mean I'm no expert in what Premier League owners do, but I know Lee probably has some strong feelings being a United fan. So what are your thoughts on it? I mean, you're a United fan. You like the Glazers or? Nah, hell bro. I think that they should, because we get so, like, United are a big club, obviously. So they're getting a lot of transfer fees and stuff. But they need to learn to invest it in the right players. Like, they're spending, like, 80-odd mil for Maguire. I, he's just not the best at defenders at the moment. So, waste of money, I think. That could actually go to different clubs. I mean, yeah, and I get that, but it's like, at the same time, it's like I said, like, the Glazers, they, well, they're only bothered. They're not really uh, investing in, like, the passion of what owning the football club is. So, at least this is what it looks like to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're just not. They're using it as a business, which it is a business, but it's about the football. They're using it because it's about the money for them, which obviously is wrong. And it's what this whole thing is all about. Um, I saw someone describe it as it's basically uh, just a load of billionaires that are all in it together. Because obviously the Premier League obviously is probably is it the richest uh, league or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, the prem. The prem's top, and then like say, Serie A's the second. Yeah, so Premier League obviously he's got the most money in it, but at the end of the day, it was founded on money. So it it was all it was always it's always been about money, hasn't it? Realistically, yeah. But, no, it's it's only recently that everyone's having all these ideas, which it's like even the um, European League they're on about doing. That's, I don't know if that's a good idea. I uh, no. I I think it's a good idea because it takes like some big teams from the Prem into that league to give different like teams a challenge for the title. Say the likes of like West Ham, Wolves, give them a challenge by taking say Liverpool, United, City, Chelsea, and Tottenham out, and maybe even Arsenal to put them up against Bayern, Dortmund, PSG, Real, and Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. I think it's a better shot for other teams to win the, win the league. Yeah, but then, I mean, I do get that, which that's, again, there's a lot of pros and cons to these two things. But, um, I don't know, it's kind of like, at that point, so let's say, for example, Liverpool, right? I mean, they would be one of them that would be guaranteed to go into this European thing anyway. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, yes, okay, it'd be exciting to see them maybe playing like Bayern, Real Madrid, and then, I don't know, PSG or something. Like, yes, it'd be good. It was just, does that not normalise it? It's like, 
once you're Liverpool, because realistically, they're not going to keep it in England, are they? They're very rarely going to play in England. At that point, are they even Liverpool? If they're not playing in Liverpool, are they Liverpool? Like, it, Lee, what about you? Do you think European League's a good idea? I don't know. I mean, you can't just say, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. What, what, can't get at least half an hour out of this. What do you think of United putting the spit, putting the like shot into it? Do you think? Do you think they should or should should they not? Well, yeah, actually, yeah, because obviously it's giving. Right. Oh, hang on, though. Are you just saying that because you just beat PSG? Is that why you're saying it? <laughs> no, not at all. No, but it's like obviously, obviously against the PSG, like all in stuff. They give Twan Ezebi the game and he pocketed Neymar and Mbappé. So I feel right. like back to the money <laughs> thing and stuff, like, obviously, they're going to, because United are a big club, they want to bring in good players, but, like, the good players are getting older. So they need to invest more in youth, I say. Yeah, it's like the Cavani deal and it. it was just... Yeah, like, was... he's he's... He's like too old for United, I say. He's not. Yeah, I think it was Mark Goldbridge that I saw say it. That like, he, he would, it would have been a good deal at like a few years ago. Yeah, I don't. Know. I said the Napoli version of it. I say the Napoli version of it. If United bought him from Napoli, then it it would have been flying in the Prem already. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, plus he's injury prone as well, isn't he? So that's true. Another thing. Um. But I mean, yeah, I don't know, because it's it's like, yeah, okay, it would be exciting to, you know, like Champions League fixtures. The reason that's so exciting is because it's once a week. Or, like, it's once every so often, if you know what I mean. So, like, it's not as if it's every single week. And plus then, aren't you just going to get bored of it? No. Because a lot of Premier League fans were complaining last season and maybe the season before, saying that the Premier League was getting boring because it's just basically the same top three every time. True. Like from the top three below, that's when it kind of uh, switches around, and like maybe a team will come up out of nowhere, like Leicester in 2016, from relegation to winning it. That was a very exciting season, and after that, it's basically been Liverpool, uh, Man City, City and Chelsea, and Chelsea. Like, does that not then get boring if you do a European league? Yeah, but it's like this season already. Like Leeds got promoted, and they're already. Technically smashing it in the Prem start of season. Villa, they had a shocking season last season. No look at them. Yeah, doing bits. Same with Everton. I mean, yeah, forget this season. Obviously, this season is kind of the season where... I mean, I'll be honest, I think it is because of COVID and stuff, but th- this is the season where anybody could actually win it. But I'm talking like a couple of seasons ago. Like, forget this season. I know this season's mad, but... um. Yeah, like, let's say, for example, United against Bayern. If you see that at least twice in a season, does that not get boring, especially after when it's been going for, like, three, four, five seasons? No, because I think they were on about, like, doing between, like, three and four fixtures a year, like, splitting it. Say, like, United plays, like, Bayern in September and then again in October then January, and then, say, March, giving, like, clubs four different games against them. Like, two home and two away. That's what they were trying to do. I mean, it'd be better, but then at the same time... OK, well, my, my cat's joining the podcast. That's fun. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't know. To me, I just can't get it out of my head that it'd be like... You know, because it's like I said, the Champions League is very... Uh, prestigious because obviously one is the Champions League it's the biggest thing in Europe that you can win and two it's it's not in your face kind of it's like sometimes people do forget the Champions League even is even coming round obviously if you're not in it it doesn't make a difference but if you're in it like for example Man United just got back into it after being in the Europa League for a couple of seasons so for them yeah it's, it's, it's exciting because obviously they've not been in it for two seasons whereas 
I don't know. It, it's very hard to explain it because to me, I just think I get sick of seeing the same teams. I know the Premier League does that every year, but it's like with the yeah. transfers and stuff. Okay, that could shake up the Europe, European League, but it also begs the question as well, are some of the Premier League players even up to playing in Europe consistently against no. European teams? No. Because if you think about it, it's like, look at, for example, United. They've, they batter Newcastle for one and then they go straight into PSG. But they do that. I know, obviously, if they go into these European League thing, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I saw rumours of it. Apparently, they get taken out of the Premier League and then that's basically a new league. I don't know. But, um, yeah, if that's the case, I, there's a lot of players that aren't going to be up to playing Euro- European football weekly. Yeah, they got to think about fitness as well because they're going it like nearly back to back every time. Especially youngsters as well, which, yeah, youngsters, youngsters are more fit, but they've not got the experience to play necessarily week in, week out against True. clubs like Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yeah, because so. they could even start and then they'll most likely get taken off most of the time. Yeah, so then it, it's not necessarily beneficial for them. So it could be for the club, but again, it's just money-wise. It all links back to money, which a lot of the Premier League clubs don't necessarily need more money. They're going to want to earn more money so they can buy better players on more players. But that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing about, you know, the Glazers and how obviously a lot of United fans are, well, if not all of them are fuming. Um, you know, it's like the Sancho deal. They didn't want to spend 100 million euros on Sancho, which would actually benefit the team. Yeah, he, he's, young, he's young. He's good. Yeah. He, I mean, he's sick. <laughs> and, um, Instead, they go and buy some 18-year-old that's not even turning up until January, which, okay, invest in the youth, cool. But, what, like, Pelestri as well. Is he, 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 has he even been in training yet? I, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's been in training, like, once or something. Yeah, cause, I mean, I don't know. I've not heard anything on Pelestri, so I was kind of like, well, you signed him. And plus, United fans didn't even know you'd signed him, did you? Because people were saying it. Because I was watching yeah, it was, like, it was just a there. shock. Because, like, there was yeah. no news on it or anything. Yeah, and it kind of just come out. It was like, oh, here, have another signing. It's... Same with the Cavani deal. Yeah, that was rumoured for a couple of weeks, but it was like no one probably thought it was actually going to happen. And then the thing is as well, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> like, they rushed to the Cavani deal to get it over the line. When he's a free agent, it, the deadline didn't apply to him. It just, to me, it shows that uh, the Glazers are just focused on money and they're using United as a platform to make money which I mean that is the, that is Premier League these days because it's just a load of billionaires turning up buying clubs not necessarily investing in it some of them will okay yeah. like Man City okay you can say that they buy the league but if anything kind of the point of it you bring in a billionaire you want them to invest money they invest that money, you buy the good players and you win the league, which is what Pep did. Which, realistically, if you give Pep... Let's say Pep went to United, right? I know, okay, it would never happen, but let's say he did. Would you... Given the current team, so, you know, including all the new signings and stuff, give give Pep that team, do you reckon he's winning the league? No. There you go. And that's because he won't have the backing for a start. And two, he won't have the money. Even though the Glazers probably have the money, they're not going to give it to him. Which is what a lot of billionaires do. It's like, look at the Newcastle thing as well. You know, they were supposed to get a takeover, didn't get no answers for four months, and then all of a sudden it's not happening. Yeah, I know. Which, this project big picture, I I don't like it, to be honest. Um, the whole reason, I think... That they were, um, you know, with the EFL clubs giving them money. That's just so they've got a, a grasp on it. Which in reality, it's not necessarily a money issue. It is for certain clubs, obviously, like going into debt and stuff. But at the same time, it's just, it's owners. Like, look at Bolton, for example, right? Obviously, when Anderson comes in, the devil, he comes yeah. in. He, he's like, oh, yes, I'm saving you, I'm saving you. And then Pul- look, look at in. where we are now. He puts us in $8.65 billion in debt. Mm-hmm. Because 
okay, yeah, we got a very good stadium out of it, but other than that, what have we got? Absolutely nothing. Minus 12 points. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, and now we're in League 2, and honestly, the more this season goes on, it's looking more and more like we could even go to National League at this point, because Bolton are very underwhelming. I said it in the Bolton versus Barrow uh, match reaction. I don't know. What I don't like. <laughs> I I don't know where you go with it though, because to me, yeah, okay, the Premier League's been the same for years now, but it's it goes back to that saying, doesn't it? If it if it's not broken, don't fix it. Which I'm not yeah. saying that the Premier League isn't broken because you know there's a clear lack of. Uh, I don't know. I'd say competition in the Premier League these days. Obviously, yeah, this no. season has started off, you know, like with Hammers coming to the Prem. And um, why am I forgetting every, every other signing? I've completely forgot. But like people like Hammers that come in, and he's completely flipped everything, like Bruno as well did with United towards the end of last season. Like the, these players coming into yeah. the Premier League gives Bruno more competition. Yeah, he, did. Like, he turned your season around. He like went Gar- from like eighth to third because of him. Yeah. It's like Gareth Bale, what he's done with Tottenham now. Tottenham are losing like three games on the bounce and then when, when they sign him on, like deadline day, they walk at him. Yeah, but don't forget, yeah, they were 3-0 up at half-time. They bring on Bale and then they go 3-0 three, three down, basically. Yeah, but that's not on Bale, though, is it? That's not, not on Bale. That's People just literally Tottenham switched off because they were 3-0 up, realistically. <laughs> Which <laughs> you shouldn't... Honestly... Tottenham, right? This is probably their best chance of winning a, a, a trophy. Uh, most likely the Premier League, in my uh, opinion. Because... No, I think they'll do far in Europa League instead of, instead of Prem. I think they'll do far in Europa League. That brings up the question, actually. Like, If Project Big Picture was going to happen, then do you reckon a team like Tottenham would benefit from it? Um... Obviously, they're kind of they're classed as a big club, but they're not up there with City, Liverpool. And I suppose you could clash United, but United are struggling. But um, with Tottenham, they've got they have got very good players. You know, and he's being called the best striker in England, at least if not the world, which I don't personally agree with. But it is I don't it is. yeah, because um, Lewandowski is well better still. Yeah, but um, yeah, they've then got it, people like Harry Kane who can score goals, whether they be captains or not. Yeah, they got Son as well. Yeah, Son, Lucas Moore is very good. Now Bale, which Bale is a lot happier, so he's going to play better football. So they've, they've got Ndombele, who's decent in midfield. Like in yeah, the they've got very players. What what I like is obviously they just brought in uh, Jose. Um, well, not Jose. But it's been a few months, but you know, um. Bring him in. He has had an impact. You can you can see that. Yeah, okay, they didn't qualify for Champions League or, or even Europa League, but you know, it just I don't know. With that's what I'm. I, I don't know if they'd benefit because they've got the players. They just can't seem to win. <laughs> like yeah, they get up there. They get in like the top five or whatever in the Prem, but realistically, their best shot is. Um, probably isn't the Premier League it'd be a cup which they can't even win that so it begs the question would they benefit from uh, Project Big Picture you know with teams like Liverpool like United moving out of the Premier League going to Europe and then you know Tottenham have basically then because realistically if you look at it Tottenham just have teams then left like West Ham like Leicester like you know, smaller clubs, not saying that they're bad clubs, yeah, I'm just saying smaller. Realistically, Tottenham probably would have wanted that because they'd probably finally win something. What do you two think? No. Yeah, I think Tottenham would benefit with it, though, because they can then, like, obviously, like you said, do well in, like, cups and that. See, I think they'll it'll be their, like, first trophy, like, say, what? Good twenty years. Well, don't forget the OD Cup or whatever it was they won. <laughs> Wait, did they win that? Yeah, they won like an OD Cup, didn't they, last season? They became a meme everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, 
I don't know, because it's then... But at the same time, with then... I mean, you can kind of look at it on the flip side, and with teams like Liverpool and United moving out of the Premier League, then would it not create an issue of money? Because, yes, the Premier League as a company is uh, it's rich. It's filthy rich. It's probably got billions and billions. That's why it's still going. But at the same time, it's like if all those clubs leave and go to Europe, that's obviously then not going to the Premier League. So, yes, they could invest more in the smaller teams in the Premier League, so like a Sheffield United, for example, or it'd be a bad thing because then, you know, because they are money-orientated, not going to invest in those clubs, which then the clubs don't benefit. So then what is the point in it? All right, moving moving forward with the money thing. And if... If, say, like United and Bolton both got taken over, what do you two think both the teams should do, like moving forward, if they got like massively taken over? So, but it, it depends who's coming in, though. Are you talking like billionaires or yeah, like millionaires? Billionaires, like a billionaire. Yeah, billionaires. I mean, I don't know because it's like you can have the money, it's literally, and I'll keep linking it back to United, but they are the prime example right now the Glazers. They've got all the money. They don't invest it in the club. Just because you yeah, we get could have... taken over by someone with money doesn't mean it's going to benefit you. Which Would... I know it, it kind of has. Like, you know, United have signed players. I'm not saying they've not invested their money. They've just invested it in the wrong places. So it's not necessarily benefited them. Because, like, for example, right? United signed Sancho. That benefits the team because they need a right winger. And then they buy a centre-back because they need a centre-back. That, again, helps the team. Whereas the deals they've done, they've brought in Cavani when they didn't necessarily need a striker. Of course they don't need Martial. a striker. Yeah. There's Martial Greenwood. You could stick Rashford up there. Which is what I'm saying. They've invested the money, but they've invested it in the wrong places. It's like they couldn't even get Dembele. So, yeah, but De- like, Dembele is very injury-prone. Cavani, but you signed Cavani. <laughs> Cavani would is obviously cheaper than what Dembele would be. True, but weren't weren't uh, Barca on about loaning him out instead though? Yeah, sure. I read somewhere that they were on about loaning him. They were on about doing a loan to buy with an English club and then just probably like a loan to like different club instead if he didn't go up for him. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying, like. Because um, again, I watch a lot of Mark Goldbridge now, but um, so I'm kind of I'm not necessarily up to date with United stuff, but I have a somewhat of an idea what's going on. Um, obviously, he's fuming every live stream pretty much. He mentions the Glazers and what they've how they've ruined the club. Um, so I don't know what are your thoughts on it though, Lee. Like overall, because obviously the Glazers aren't necessarily putting as much money in as they could do. Or, you know, they're not signing the right players. I mean, Ole made it very clear he wanted Sancho and he wanted a centre-back. He didn't get it. Yeah, it's because they, they splashed the money out for Maguire. And he's dreadful. Like, yeah, he had a good season, but then he's gone downhill. So, like, if we didn't spend $8 million on Maguire, we could have definitely got Sancho. And then, obviously, then... They, they brought Van der Beek in as well. He's, he's just... Mm, He's had, a f- he's had a couple of good performances. And then we brought Fr- Fr- Bruno in last season. He saved us. So obviously that was, that was a good signing. And then he's just we've just brought in Alex Tellez. And obviously... He, he looks had, very good, by the way. Yeah, he had an amazing season <laughs> at Porto. So we brought him in. And then he had his first game against PSG, actually. Yeah, uh, he he looked decent. Yeah, he looked amazing. So we've we've definitely we've had our ups and downs, but we've invested in a couple of good players. But then obviously there's the Maguire, who definitely wasn't a good invest investment. And do you not think like obviously he came from Leicester? Uh, when did he sign? Was it like twenty seventeen? Yeah, I think it was after the season that they won. Yeah, so does that not kind of justify the 80 million? 
because obviously. Well, no, because like you could you could literally have like he has he had that one good season and then he's gone downhill. True, but then it's it's kind of like at that time. That's what I'm saying. Like obviously, without knowing in the future that he's going to go downhill, if you look at oh, yeah, no, then, you, you you still wouldn't pay eight mil for him. Yeah, but I mean, from a club like Leicester, you probably wouldn't. But it's just what the Glazers do, isn't it? Like <laughs> they just spend the money on players that probably aren't going to be great. They're not going to stand out like that. But um, I don't know. What are you saying, Tyler? I'm literally mind blown with it. But to be honest with you, I mean, just to bring it back to the project, uh, big picture. Seems that is the. Uh, focus of this episode. Um, I mean, obviously, everyone's going to have their opinion about it. I've got a feeling that a lot of them are uh, bad opinions. Not bad opinions, as in, like, they don't agree with it. Um, also, as well, you know, they've now started charging to uh, charging fans to watch games, which isn't anything yeah. new, but... 15 quid on. 15 pounds. For pay per view on a football match, why? It's like I, I actually on that as well. Sport. Yeah, if it's a different sport, cool. If it's boxing, that's when you have pay per view. You don't do it for football because that's boxing, Sky Sports. Box, boxing or UFC, I I understand football. No, nope, should be cheaper than that. Right, but then off that, what are your opinions on like I follow and stuff in you know Championship downwards? I think. I think that should should be free for like like different like World Cups. Because then, say, say for Bolton, season fan season ticket holders are paying a tenner to watch the game. Where if you're a season ticket holder, it should be free. But if it is, if you're a season ticket holder, they email you a code and you get that match for free. So that's fine. But it's like. Also, as well, though, I understand what you're saying. Like, okay, it is a bit annoying that you've got to pay a £10 and then you don't even get to see the game, you know. Like, you don't actually get to be there. Because that's why I haven't bought any of Bolton, Bolton's games. Because um, realistically, if I'm going to pay a tenner, I want to at least be at the ground to see it. Um, but th- with that, you know, you're saying that um, it should be free. I don't think it should be free. Because obviously, look at us, for example, Bolton Wanderers. Not in the best financial situation even now. So, do you not argue that we need that money? We need that income. I mean, we've sold what four, five thousand, almost. In fact, no, I think we're closer to ten thousand season tickets sold, and we don't even 15, know if fans are allowed back in. Yeah, so sold. We sold that. That's money coming in, which benefits the club. You know, we're getting closer and closer and getting out of debt. But I mean, it's still going to be years before we get out of debt. But. I thought, I thought it was out of debt. I don't think we're far off it. I think there is still a few debts. But, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd much rather, for Bolton anyway, I'd much rather have the owners we have now in football ventures than have a billionaire come in that's not going to invest it. Because, I mean, yes, okay, you could argue all of our transfers are free transfers. But at the same time, they all benefit the team. Yes, we've not had to invest as much money. But, you know, we are hopefully building something that can get us promoted back eventually to the championship. Ever has gone with a plan, what he's, like, what he's, said, what he's set to you do. Know, he what, knows exactly what he wants to do, which he, I rate. He said, he said like something like, oh, if it's just free transfers and loans just for League 2, and then like, if, if he gets enough money, like, if we go into League 1, if we're going to League One, you'll start buying players to grow off into Yeah, but the team. I mean, he's already started buying players. Obviously, yes, we've not had to pay money for them, but he's signed players, which is a good thing because Keith Hill didn't do that. Obviously, he didn't have much choice. He had to loan players because, obviously, with the minus 12, it meant we couldn't do any deals until deadline day. So, a loan, loan deal would have been the quicker option. And even then, Keith Hill doesn't get enough credit. I've said this a lot. No, he doesn't get enough credit for getting us out of minus 12, but at the same time, he brought in nine players on deadline day. If he had as long as Ian ever, he probably would have brought in more. But 
with the minus 12. I said it on the last podcast, to be fair, on the last episode. I said that uh, I would have liked to see Keith Hill in charge of a team that doesn't have minus 12. Because if we'd have given him this season, I think he could have been all right. We would have been at least mid-table, maybe playoffs, which Ian Ever, I think, can still get us there. But it's just been a shakier start because of all the new players coming in and stuff. So, no. Oh, um, I mean, yeah. So, what do you think about the whole £15 Lee? Uh, watch your game. I don't know, you know, because, like, obviously through COVID-19 COVID and stuff, like, some teams could actually benefit off it because grounds are shut. They're not getting ticket sales. Yeah. But then, like, other big clubs, because they're bringing in these transfers, they're getting, like, shirt sales and stuff, so they're getting money that way. Which, to be fair, I know, obviously, I'm trying to link it to Bolton as much as possible, you know, because this is a Bolton podcast. But um, with that, I mean, look at Bolton as well, though. Like, they don't necessarily charge a lot for the kits and stuff. So, obviously, it's not in JD and stuff, because, you know, League 2, but... Even in the Bolton shop, how much were uh, tops this season, Tyler? Were they like 20 quid or something? 30 to 35 quid. Okay, so it was higher than last season, but because um, last season they were, I mean, to be fair, they're always expensive, mo- a bit more expensive when they come out, but yeah, so I think that's, throughout I think that's the more. season, they get lower and lower. Yeah. And then obviously they brought out the face masks to, you know, um, which were like, what, £7? Six. Yeah, six, seven, whatever it was. Um, yeah, I mean, that all helps the club. So, yeah. But, I mean, in the Premier League, though, it's kind of like... It just depends, doesn't it? Because, realistically, it depends on the club for a start. It yeah, it's, it's on... like... It's like Man U, yeah? Like, the, I swear, like, when they came out or something, there was, like, over 100 quid or something just for a home shirt. Yeah, that's, and, that's and then, and then mad. they're getting extra money for when you have to, like, when you want to add a name on and stuff, and then yeah. the number as well. You're getting extra money for that. Yeah, and it, it's one of them, isn't it? As a football fan, like, even though Bolton aren't going to be in the Prem for, well, maybe ever again, um, it's like, just if you're a football fan, you can sympathise with any other club that's going through, like, whether it's bad ownership, whether it's, you know, like United not having the money invested in the right places, um, you can sympathise. It's like Bolton and Bury, sworn rivals, right? You know, like local derbies every time we play. Yeah, Bolton were welcoming Bury, you know, because we were going through the same kind of things. We almost, like, we united because of football, which is what I really liked. And um, I don't know. I just don't think you see that in in the Premier League. I mean, I could be wrong. I might not have seen it myself, but um, I can't think of a single case where. Obviously, I'm not saying money wise, but I'm just saying like, you know, teams unite whether the rivals or not. They unite for a common purpose. You no, know? you two haven't seen any, anything like that. No, not all. They all hate each other. Every other fan hates each other. I mean... No, I've not seen it in the Prem, but I've seen it in the Championship. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, I like, in the EFL, you see it a lot more than you do in the Premier League. It's like, for example, when it was... Um, when Bury thought they were finally going to play the first game of the season, there was Bolton fans going down to Bury Stadium and helping, like, get it ready and stuff. Yes, there was a lot of other fans as well, which uh, I'm not forgetting them, but... um. What I like, like Bolton and Bury, sworn rivals. So, okay, you could argue it'd be a bit different if it was, let's say, Tramia, because they have a newfound hatred for Tramia or Wigan, for example, which I'm not going to lie, I kind of may have taken the mick out of them a little bit when they were going through the financial stuff. But um, yes, there are certain clubs that aren't going to stick to it. Like, for example, again, going back to the Bolton situation where we almost weren't a thing. Um, Wigan fans pausing outside of the Uniball, like pausing and you know having a good time because we were about to not exist. 
like at the end of the day, it's football. In my opinion, derby days are what makes football more fun because when it's a derby day, there's a lot more at risk. It almost feels like a cup final in some ways. It's kind of the same atmosphere, you know? Would you two agree? I mean, yeah. Lee, obviously, you've not seen like any NFL thing, but going to the derbies and stuff. Yeah, when I yeah, used to go, yeah, like, I used it's to like go. the Manchester derby, isn't it? You win that one, you've got bragging rights, but it feels like you just won a cup. It's pretty sick. When I went to the Bolton Wigan when we were in the FA Cup third round, um, Zach Clough won it in like the 90th minute. It felt like a, we won the cup final because it was against one of our rivals. Yeah, it, it's just better, isn't it? it? It's bragging rights for a start. Um, like all the Wigan fans, you know, going mental at us for, like, poking fun at them because of, they're going through a similar situation to us. It's like, how can you poke fun at us? You know, you're outside our stadium while we're going through probably the worst time we may ever go through and then be celebrating almost in front of our stadium. It's not right, you know? It's like, yes, you, you can be rivals, but, I mean, there has to be a line. You know? can give and, it, but can't take it. Exactly. Same with Tramia fans, to be honest, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to start an argument with Tramia fans anywhere, but, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, bringing it back uh, to... Let's go back to the like, European uh, League... Um, I'm not sure what happened to the Champions League and Europa League if that happened, but I'm going to assume that they'd still be a thing. Yeah, they will. Yeah, so does that not just generate too much European football? Then you've got the league that will be, well, I'm, I'm assuming every week, and then you'll have the Champions League, which that actually goes back to my early point of does it not just then get boring? Because... Let's say the Champions League group's drawn. You have, let's say, uh, Real Madrid, um, Liverpool and two other teams in it, right? If Liverpool and Real Madrid play in the league, does that not then make people not want to watch them in the Champions League? Would it make them watch them more? Make them watch them more? Because say if, if they're in the league, Real beat Liverpool in the league and then following, say, Tuesday or Wednesday, they've got gone at Liverpool. People think, oh, bragging rights, like, say, like, best of, like, say, three series, say, oh, yeah, Real, Real win, Liverpool win, and then next game, say, Liverpool win. Liverpool fans will start having bragging rights against Real, Real will have them against Liverpool. Yeah, but then it's like, bragging rights for a game like that doesn't really mean anything, does it? Because it's not as if they are rivals. But Plus then as well, you could end up playing the same team at least four times a season. You know, if Liverpool get through to knockout stages of uh, Champions League, but then they also obviously play them at least twice in the in the league, that's at least three times. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. Does it not then get boring? Because you've just seen the same game and you feel like, you know, unless something exciting really does happen every time, which is very unlikely... I don't know, it just, it just seems to be that it would just get very boring. It'd be like, it'd probably be like watching uh, the same film over and over again, but it's a film you don't enjoy. You know? I, I mean, get, it could be a film you do I enjoy. I get what but... you mean, because it's like, I know it's not related to this, but like, in a different way, like, say Scottish League, Celtic and Rangers are playing each other like yeah. two, three times, because they've got cups. Plus like, then, say, don't, Scotland has a cup as well, don't they? They've, got, they've, the got, two, they've got two cups, so you yeah. Equally chance in four. Europa League, five. But I suppose then, though, it's um, with the Scottish League, it's actually, it's smaller, though, isn't it? So, yeah. That can, they, that, they, a... You can understand why they play each other more. Because don't they play each team three times? Or have I just completely yeah, that up? three. Yeah. So, like, that is kind of, okay, well, there's less teams. But they don't even have, like, a second division, do they? Yeah, they've got Championship League 1 and League 2 where they're on about putting Premiership and Championship together to make one league, like the English Prem, and League 1 and League 2, like English Championship, to make it easier and more teams. I've just thought, actually, as well, this has just come back to me. Um, 
What are your thoughts? I mean, this is more towards Tyler, but I mean, Lee, jump in whenever you want. Um, what are your thoughts on people? Well, I said people. It's mainly other League Two sides or maybe League One sides are coming at Bolton because of um, I can't remember what his name is, but um, you might know who I mean. Um, with apparently this was a thing a few years ago before Ken Anderson was over, with someone that was involved with Bolton was on the FA uh, board. I don't know if you know what I'm talking oh. about. Oh, is his name now? Yeah, because apparently this was a thing ages ago, which that would have actually allowed Celtic and I think Rangers to play in England. Which oh. obviously wouldn't have made sense because they are. Yeah, Scottish, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Let me see if I can find it, but I don't know what I'm going to type in on Google here. Um, I mean, give me your thoughts on that. What do you reckon would have happened if Celtic and Rangers came to England? I think it'd be, I know of like travel distance, but I think it'd be better instead of just playing like in, in like Scotland, giving England teams a different country to play against. So, yeah, but then it's kind of, Premier League's always been English, hasn't it? Which obviously Scotland isn't England. I get I get what you're saying. I'm just saying like, it it would be weird for sure. But Yeah, it, it would, but. And again, wouldn't it just be kind of like a Cardiff thing? Because isn't Wales Wales isn't even a part of England technically, is it? No. So I suppose it wouldn't be too weird to be fair, because you've got Welsh yeah, teams. You've got, you got, so. you got Welsh teams in the in Championship, like Swansea yeah. and Cardiff. And if say <laughs> like Scottish clubs come in, say like you said, Celtic and Rangers, it just it'd be like normal, like Welsh. Versus England and like Scottish versus England, Scottish versus Welsh, mm. just be the same. I think. What about you, Lee? What do you think if Celtic and Rangers came to the prom? Well, they both dominate Scottish league, don't they? So. Yeah, I mean, Celtic are a very good side, but um... it's just like you see Celtic play in the Champions League sometimes, and. Obviously, the Champions League are big clubs, so it's just how would how they would do it. It's like how yeah. how would they would perform against like every club in the Prem all season long. I mean, uh, I think it, me and um, Nathan actually have spoken about this before because it it kind of resurfaced as a rumor a few well a couple of years ago, and um, we ended up talking about it and Nathan did think that you know Celtic coming in and going up against teams like um, Liverpool, Man City, United, Arsenal even um, would think that they kind of turned up and then get battered but I I don't think they would because you know they've played Barcelona before in Champions League and I'm pretty beating sure them. they've beaten them yeah beaten them and then got battered yeah but I mean that can happen to any team on any given day, realistically. I mean, yes. Liverpool have just been beaten uh, by Aston Villa 7-2. Like, <laughs> Yeah, same with United against Tottenham. But... Yeah. Six. So, no, like, a few, um, like a few seasons ago, Leicester battered um, Southampton 8-1. 9-0. And it's like, it's like Bayern and Barcelona yeah. in Champions League. 8-2. Like, yeah. no, no one expected that. Which, as well, that actually brings me back to the European League. Do you reckon that the European, uh, the European League would be less exciting? I'm not talking about it just because of, like, you know, it'd be exciting in terms of seeing you know, Liverpool taking on teams like Real Madrid um, weekly, but I'm talking in the sense, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean... I'll be honest, I forgot where my point was going, but, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, do you not think it would be less exciting and, would like, would it take away from the Champions League excitement? Yeah. Or, I reckon like, it, it would be yeah. exciting for, like, if it did, if it did get put together, it, it would probably be exciting for, like, the first, like, few weeks, like, once they've all played each other at least once or twice. But then yeah. when it comes to Champions League, it's just like, all right, you're just seeing the same team play each other. So I've just, yeah. just seen that. It could be like, yeah, oh yeah, I've just seen Liverpool versus Real Madrid last week in the league. 
Like, I don't really want to see him play two weeks in a row. I yeah. think, I think it, what, what, what excites me to see what teams they actually, actually pick into it. I mean, it's got to be European, so you can kind of get a general idea. You know, it's, it's not going to be like Wolves aren't going to end up in it, are they? So it would be they have, they have, the, they have the majority six. of people. I've said six from English Prem. Like that, I know Liverpool and United, yeah. United put yeah. names in it, but I don't know. Liverpool, if, United, but, City would be one probably. I don't um, know if they were thinking like big, big teams or. I mean, the the context, at least to any normal person, would be that European means, you know, including Spain, France, and all of them. So, like, I would assume that Real Madrid, PSG. Uh, Barcelona, like maybe even Atletico Madrid could get their way in. You know, all these teams could potentially go in, but obviously there wasn't anything said because they wanted to vote on it. Which um, I should probably mention that this isn't happening. If anyone's listening and is um, wondering if it is going to happen, it, it did get rejected because the Premier League clubs did vote against it. Which I'm kind of glad yeah. because a lot of people saying that it, it was going to ruin football, which, in my opinion, football's, I don't know, it is just about the money these days, which kind of takes away from it, but if you have a passion for football, that's why you carry on watching it. Um, yeah, I mean, would you two agree that maybe some of the passion has been taken out of football? Yeah, I think I would. I mean, but why then? Because I can't quite pinpoint a thing. You know, yes, you can say money, but at the same time, if you're a supporter of, let's say, Man City, you're getting money injected in from one of the richest countries in the world. And how can you lose passion for that? You know, like, I mean, I know it's City fans, but... It's just boring, isn't it? If you just, you basically just, Getting given money to buy good players, it's just that's kind of boring. Like you should, you should like, you should literally send scouts out, find young players, and then bring them up into your, into your like your, your actual team, let them play if they do good, and then then um, buy them. Yeah, let yeah. So you could like you should make your money by just transfers only. True, but then it's kind of like I thought you were going to go down the route of, um, you know, for example, say being given all the money, buying players, you know, like buying Mares, buying obviously Sane. I know he's left now, but Sane, people like Aguero as well, who have been there for years, um, buying all those players. But like, you know, people do say that City buy the league, but it doesn't seem to be working for them the past couple of seasons. Because Liverpool won it last season, this season they don't look great. So it begs the question, does money actually make a difference? Which obviously, with some clubs it's going to, which it did for City, but now look at them. I'm not saying they've gone massive downhill, but they're nowhere near the team they were like two seasons ago, competing with, you know, being in the top three, well, in top two. Now, this season, they'll be lucky if they get top five looking at looking at them. I thought you were going to say something. Yeah, it depends like how much money they get. Depends how much money they get. To be honest with you, so it's like, oh yeah, go for like different players and like scouts and that. True, but then it's like, I mean, these days you have to pick the correct, you know, like staff. So you can't just pick any old. Uh, scout to send out because obviously then that's not going to get you anywhere. Um, like United scouts, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> no, and oh, you know it's just weird. I don't know. Football's very. I don't know what the word is, but it's not. It doesn't feel like it's meant to be enjoyed anymore. It seems like little by little, fun of football is being sucked out of it, which. Obviously, as, as a football fan, is pointless because then at, at that point there will be no point in watching it. Then 
realistically, all these billionaires that are there, like, oh, yeah, we want to make money, we want to make money. At some point, fans are going to stop paying for things. So, yes, it's going to be years from now. But, you know, fans are going to stop, you know, uh, paying to watch the games, buying football shirts, because they're going to fall out of love with it. But at the end of the day, that's why we watch football, is because we enjoy it and, you know, we support a football club because you know well many different reasons but because we enjoy football which if football carries on in the way it's going nobody's going to enjoy it for much longer um and it's annoying because obviously football is one of the sports that has been around for you know pretty much forever and it realistically um It's a, I mean, football is all about uniting people. You know, the famous story of having, was it World War Two? I think. Yeah, Germany and England. Um, yeah, no. Germany and England stopped on Christmas Day to play a game of football. Like, unites people. Regardless of what is going on, you know, whether you're rivals or not, football, at the end of the day, you love football. So you what? that's what... Um, Fans have in common with each other is it, it was World War One. World War One. I, I mean, it was one of them. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean that is the story that sticks out, and um, soon it's it's just going to be. I wouldn't say it's going to disappear, but I don't think people are going to watch it as much, so it'd be kind of be pointless. Um, I don't know. Do you two agree? I disagree. Uh, <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I was uh, thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> it's alright. I, I, I can edit it out. Hmm. Don't know, you know. I mean, realistically, it again going back to the you know pay, for the Premier League paying fifteen pound. Uh, each game it's like you'd be able to understand it a bit more if it was like the bigger um, games for example the Manchester Derby you know if you put that on pay-per-view you know as a kind of tester it'd probably be like okay a lot of people probably will buy it but obviously that is what Sky's about I know that but it's like you know they're charging £15 for people to watch them with Fulham against Sheffield United it's like yeah, okay, the only people that are probably going to watch that are Fulham and Sheffield fans. But you're not even benefiting from it, so I don't understand why they're charging £15 for that. I don't know why they're charging £15 anyway. Because it's like, in other countries, I think in, like, is it Italy? that Like, some games are on, like, zone and stuff. You pay, like, less than £15 to watch it. And plus, then you get all the added bonuses of, you know... Um, boxing and basketball and stuff like that so it just doesn't make any sense um, it doesn't it does in the fact that you know in the sense that the owners just want to make as much money as possible but um i don't know i mean let's bring it back to um united because i do actually want to talk a lot more about um the situation at united now um I mean, let's go with Tyler's opinion on um, what do you make of the Glazers? If you even have any clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> Not really. Well, yeah, I mean, all right, we'll, we'll go to Lee then. I know, Lee, you don't know a lot, but... Go uh, in on the Glazers, basically. <laughs> they are just idiots. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with you. Um, no, they're not, because they just waste money on stupid players. Like, they got they got Maguire for £80 million, But you think of City, yeah, they are two different positions between Mahrez and, and Maguire, but you're paying £80 million for a defender, whereas City has bought Mahrez for £60 million, So £20 million less for, overall, just a better player, really. Like, obviously, yeah, two different positions... You know, you can't really say much about it, but Mahrez... also, it was like uh, I saw it in the Amazon Prime documentary thing they did. I don't know when that was recorded. I think it was twenty seventeen, maybe eighteen. 
they bought in they brought in like Mendy. Um I think that's when Sane signed, I could be wrong. And then another player and all together that was like 120 million on three players. Yeah, but you can see from like from when City has bought Mares that he actually has improved like a lot. Like, oh yeah, for sure. He was actually pretty good at Leicester. Yeah, he's taken it to that next level, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's upped his level. Whereas Maguire just hasn't. I mean, Maguire, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it is just bad form right now, or he's just, I don't know, or he's, or he's past it, or to use Mark Goldbridge's terms, he's dusted. Um, I don't know, Maguire, but I, that's the thing. He, it's it's kind of like uh, Pickford in a sense. I know, again, two different positions, but... I'm going to refer it now to England, you know, playing World it in Cup. the international setup. Yeah. Yeah, like the Euros and stuff. He had that. Pickford, he did amazing. Sick. Maguire, amazing. You know, people like Deli Alley as well in Lingard, amazing. I look at them. Pickford, yes, he's still being picked, but he's nowhere near as good as he was in that World Cup. I mean, how Jordan Pickford is only the second ever goalkeeper to, to save a penalty for England in a World Cup. Behind George, uh, no, what's he called? Summit Seaman. Is it George? David Seaman. David David Seaman. That's the one. Um, yeah, like, how's he? Did, like, it doesn't make any sense. And now look at Lingard. He struggles to play for United now. Deli Alley struggles to play for Tottenham. He plays a lot more often at Tottenham than maybe Lingard does at United. But it, yeah, but that's because like... United has a very developed transfer market for like CDMs and attacking midfielders like we got Bruno we have Matic Van der Beek now uh, Fernandez. we also we still have Mato who puts in amazing performances whenever he plays and obviously Lingard is I don't know how old he is but he looks like he, he does look young okay never mind but like obviously Mato might even be younger but, but like Matt Halfway was, like 26. Yeah, he's, he's something around there, but Matt is like older than a lot of them. But when he plays... Right, yeah, but like when Matt actually plays, he he's, he's creating chances. Yeah. Like, he actually does good. So, like, he definitely deserves more playtime, I think. And do you not think, you know, players like Lingard, do they not deserve to get back into the team. I know they have to prove themselves, which I understand. But Lingard isn't a bad player. He, he is very good on his day. Which, you know, like I said, in, in the England setup, he was very good in that World Cup. He was amazing. Yeah, he, he literally... He basically saved us on the last day of last season because he's the one who scored the match winner. Yeah. But, it was only like his second goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think with Lingard, I reckon he should get loaned out at least. And then he could build up his confidence somewhere. Yeah, there was talks actually, weren't there, on deadline day of him going to potentially Tottenham? Yeah. Yeah, something. Which I don't think would have been a bad move for him to be. Although, to be fair, I don't know. Did he, did he play a lot under Jose? I, I imagine he would have done. But he definitely played more than he did. Yeah, but um, I don't think it'd been a bad thing for him to go and work under somebody like Jose, because obviously Jose is an experienced manager. Yeah, um, and Ole is just coming into the scene, really. All right, well, I think we'll leave it here. It's been a very good episode. Um, yeah, I know the focus was supposed to be the big picture and stuff, but... um. Nice to have discussions uh, about uh, controversial topics. Uh, yeah, I do hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode. Uh, I have been Aaron. Uh, I've been joined by uh, Lee and Tyler. And this has been the Bolton Fan TV podcast. And yeah, remember we are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, some other sites that I've forgotten the name of. But, you know, we're on a few now. Um, we will eventually be on Apple Podcasts, as I've mentioned. And, yeah, I don't know when the next episode will be, but I'm hoping that maybe it will be 
hopefully me and Tyler discussing whether Ian Abbott's in or out. Uh, that'll be very interesting. And uh, yeah, goodbye.